More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Today on More to Life, finding peace under pressure. Feeling stressed? We'll help you maintain inner peace in a high-pressure life. Give us a call, 877-573-7825. Everyone says they want to have a great marriage and family and personal life. Well, the theology of the body reveals how you can actually achieve it. More to life. The happiest couples know how to say I do to each other every moment of every day. Surprising. Relevant. Hopeful. Angela, let's not just settle for stopping your son's behavior. Exactly. Let's talk about the kind of young man you want to raise. Practical. Theology of the body-based answers for every part of your life. God's original blueprint didn't include depression and anxiety. Yeah, that's a human invention. God wants to set you free. Let's talk about making that happen. The life you were meant to live through the theology of the body. More to life. Good morning, everyone. You are listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchuk. I'm Lisa Popchuk. And today on More to Life, we're kicking off the week just right by helping you find peace under pressure. Everybody, take that deep cleansing breath. <sighs> See, you feel better already, right? Or if you're sitting there in your car or in your office or in your living room, wherever you are, and you're thinking, don't make me take a deep breath. I don't want to take a deep breath. But when we're here for you today for more than just a deep breath, because we've all had that feeling at times. And sometimes the pressure of life, especially at the beginning of a week, can just make us feel too much. Satan can really creep in there and make us doubt God's faithfulness or his love for us. We can just feel attacked. We can feel run down. We can have all sorts of messages in our head or from the world that just make us lose our peace. And we want to help you connect with God's peace in your life today. 877 573 Seven eight two five. If you're feeling stressed, we want to help you maintain your inner peace in that your high high pressure life. You know the fact is, you know we all have problems, and um, you know those problems could be very different from each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have lots of problems, and even those problems that we have could be different. All right, but but the one thing that they all have in common is that they are stressful, and they they cause stress. And the fact is. Our ability to handle that stress gracefully is what enables us to find the solutions that God wants us to handle. We want to help you find peace under pressure and claim victory over the stress and problems that cause it. Give us a call. The number is 877-573-7825. Are you facing a particular challenge in your life or relationships? Maybe you're going through a tough time or a stressful change or... Maybe you're dealing with a difficult person or a challenging situation and you're not sure how to respond. Whatever it is, the first step is learning to get a handle on the stress you feel from facing those problems so that you can think and that God can whisper in your spiritual ear and you can actually hear him telling you what he wants you to do about it. We want to help get you to that place where you can be receptive to God's grace in the face of those challenges and Discover those effective, grace-filled solutions to get you through. 877-573-7825. Again, that number, 
7825. And perhaps you're thinking, you know, pop checks, I've I've done all those things, right? I've I've gone to confession, I've spent time in adoration, I've gone to mass, I pray and the people and the circumstances in my life will not let it stick. I cannot keep my stress level down enough to really fix what's going on. Or to be able to cope what's going on if it's a cross we have to carry in a better, more grace-filled way. Let's talk about how you can do that in your particular situation today. That's the wonderful thing about being a live call-in show. It's tailored to you and your question when you give us a call at 877-573-7825. That's 877-573-7825. 7825. Of course, if you are listening to the More to Life podcast, you can also send us your questions via email. That address, questions at more2liferadio.com. That's with the number two. Questions at more2liferadio.com. But every day on More to Life, we take a look at the topic of the day through the lens of St. John Paul's theology of the body. And if you're not sure what that is, um, St. John Paul, when he was Pope, gave a series of reflections every Wednesday for about five years where he looked at how we could discern God's plan for leading a more abundant life and having healthier, holier relationships by prayerfully reflecting on God's design and creation, especially how he designed our bodies to work. The theology of the body reminds us of the importance of living in a state of receptivity rather than reactivity. Receptivity is a state of mind that allows us to stay connected to God and stay in touch with our resources and be our best selves even in stressful times. By contrast, reactivity is that state we fall into when we allow ourselves to get so caught up in our problems that we lose our connection to God. We fail to reach out to others. We forget to gather our resources and neglect to make a plan. When we're living in a state of reactivity, we can't learn from our mistakes or make use of any new resources. We end up working really hard, but just digging our hole even deeper. Well, that's right. And receptivity uh, is something that we can learn from practice by becoming more aware of how our bodies are reacting to the people and situations around us and making sure that Rather than focusing all our energy on getting control of the situation outside of us, you know, the the people we feel are plaguing us, we need to focus inward. We're going to take our own emotional temperature down to reconnect with God and, and our resources and identify how our best self might respond to the situation we're going through. You know, St. Francis de Sales was referring to what we're calling receptivity when he wrote, quote, never be in a hurry. Do everything quietly and in a calm spirit. Do not lose your inner peace for anything, even if your whole world seems upset. Well, nice words uh, and inspiring words, but, but hard to actually live out. Well, receptivity, just to be clear, doesn't mean pretending to be blissed out while my life is burning down around me. It means recognizing that if things are on fire, running around with like the proverbial chicken with my head cut off isn't going to help anything. I need to make a prayerful plan. I need to ask for God's help to thoughtfully and intentionally gather the resources and support I need to effectively respond to the fire. And the more I 
practice cultivating receptivity because none of this, this doesn't come naturally to any of us. This is something we all have to practice. But the more we practice it, the more we can learn to manage stress gracefully and be our best selves in the face of the challenges we're encountering so that regardless of the nature of the particular problem we're facing, we can keep our head about us, hear God's voice leading us through it, and make a plan that actually works. Give us a call. The number is 877-573-7825. Whether you're facing a particular challenge in your life or relationships, if you're going through a difficult time or a stressful change, or you're just dealing with a difficult person or a challenging situation and you're not sure how to respond, we want to help you find those grace-filled solutions that help you build God's kingdom and be your best self, even in the face of all of those difficulties. 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Let's take our concerns to the Lord. Then we'll start taking your calls. In the name of the, the Father, Father, the, the Son, Son, and the, the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, we come into your presence and we thank you for this opportunity to bring our challenges to you. As we begin this week, we bring to you those difficult people we have to face, those challenging problems we have to deal with, the, 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 the mile-long to-do list and all the other stressors that cause us to fall into that reactive place. Lord, whatever we have to face, help us learn to face it receptively by opening our hearts and our minds and our souls to the movement of your Holy Spirit. Help us to hear your voice speaking to us gently, leading us and guiding us through the challenges we face so that we can build your kingdom no matter what we're going through. Help us to be able to move with your spirit and respond from a place of peace and calm and control so that in the face of all the challenges we encounter, we can glorify you. We ask all of this through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And in the name of the Father, Father, the the Son, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Pope St. John Paul the Great. Pray for us. Today on More to Life, finding peace under pressure. Are you feeling stressed today? Every day? (laughs) (laughs) Whatever the situation is, we want to help you maintain your inner peace in our high-pressured world. Give us a call. The number is 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877 573-7825. Let's talk now with Max, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Houston, Texas on Guadalupe Radio. Hey, Max. Welcome to More to Life. What can we do for you? Hi, uh, Dr. Ring. It's great to talk to you. Yeah, so I have a lot going on in my life right now. I I have a married, I have five little ones, eight to zero, like we got three months old. And it's just a lot going on. I'm self-employed, you know, trying to run a business. Uh, you know, it's chaotic at home. Got kids screaming, you know, I'm home. Uh, wife is home. We homeschool. It's uh, just, you know, a lot going on right now. And, you know, I try to discern and, and make decisions about the business. Like, should I do this? Should I do that? Um, you know, the wife needs me. Kids needs me. Um, and it's just. You know, I, I don't want to be reactive. I want to be receptive, but it's just really hard to figure out how to do that, how to discern properly. So, yeah, that's, that's what I got going on. 
Okay. All right. I mean, so so you know, a lot of, a lot of things in general. Is there something specific we can help you with, or you just want us to speak to kind of that? How do you kind of get your head around everything that's going on and and find out what God's calling yeah, so you to in the face? Specifically, how do I how do I put myself in a in a position that I can be, mm-hmm. uh, I guess, like effective or not effective, like actually, uh, I guess, be able to discern and mm-hmm. and uh, like. Um, how do you try to discern things now? What, what do you What do you do to to try to hear God's voice? So, so I, I mean, so it, it the basic like you know going to you know praying about things, asking God like God, uh, you know, is is this direction you want me to go? Is like um, you know what do we do as far as like um, mm-hmm. uh, how do I say this like. Um, so just praying, really, that, that's mm-hmm. go-to. But I feel okay. like... Well, I might have lost you. Max, are you still with us? I business life. Oh, and, good. And, and it, it's hard to be, okay, God, uh, you know, I, I want to I want to be a good, you know, father, husband, business owner. These things, like, mm-hmm. I, I'm with we're, Max, we're you're going you in and out a little bit here. Are, are you with us right this second at all? No. I don't. There you go. Can you hear me, Max? No, we can't. All right. Oh, you can. All right. Well, let's let's start with with the fact that I'm glad you're praying. The first step I want to make sure you're doing is praying with your wife about all of this because if you're praying on your own and then she's coming at you with her needs and her concerns and her worries and the kids are as you said screaming and there's all this going on it's going to be very hard for your whole family to fall in sync and know what you should be doing and what decisions you should be making this is a whole family thing so you and your wife need to be taking this yeah. to prayer every day and, and even if you might say well you know look I, this, this is you know i'm in charge of the business and she's in charge of the home so you know i'm praying about the business and stuff what you're really trying to pray about here is for the both of you to work together to figure out how to balance it all and manage it all right and be there for each other and show up for each other and what's best for your family during certain hours of certain days and all of that minutia. So, you know, what I'd like you, I, I'd like to suggest a couple of things. First of all, I, I want you to get in the habit, if you're, if you're not already, and, and I'm sorry that the connection was bad, otherwise I would have asked you about this, but but um, every day, um, preferably, you know, and this is something Lisa and I do, and you don't have to do it exactly this way, but but the alarm goes off and we just roll toward each other and we just pray, because we, if we, we, for us, if we don't do it, then it's not going to oh, happen. Oh, it's not going to happen. Life is so going to interrupt it. we, you know, we roll toward each other and it's like, Lord... You know, help me be the husband and the father that you want me to be. You know, help, and then we raise particular concerns. Lisa will ask God to help her be the, the wife and that. mom that that, that that He wants her to be, um, and help us to know what to, how to be the couple and the family that you are calling us to be. And then we'll raise specific concerns. You know, that I have about this meeting or that. You know, conversation. Anything have we have to decide sort of in our ministry, anything like that. Specific concerns about you know problems or or concerns we have about particular needs of a particular child as well as praying for you know all of our family anything that we're worried about balancing and making happen so basically the concerns of your heart are just placed before the lord together every morning and we ask god to help us hear him clearly and to direct our paths so that that's kind of i want that to be your daily prayer okay and then in addition to that 
Um, you, you also want to carve out specific times where you can pray about some of these bigger things that are going on in your business or your family, and you're specifically just bringing them to the Lord. Now, now, how do you how do you listen to what God's saying? There are two things. As you're talking, so so the reason I'm suggesting t- praying this way, right? And you can add, you know, you can add other devotions that are that are meaningful to you, uh, a family rosary, a, you know, a couple rosary, a, a divine mercy chaplet, whatever. Um, but that's how we listen. When we pray those prayers, we're trying to silence our, our thoughts and our heart enough to be able to hear God speaking to us. Those are meditative prayers. Um, that's, why, that's why the repetition, right? But in terms of bringing our prayers to God, it, it's important to come to him from our hearts and really just talk it out with him in the presence of our spouse. Because as we're talking things out in the presence of our spouse, the Holy Spirit highlights certain things. You know, Lisa might be talking about some things and concerns she's got with the kids. And as I'm praying with her, um, the Holy Spirit sort of highlights something that she said or tickles the back of my brain and makes me think of this connection that I hadn't thought of before. We, we're listening to God while listening through each other, right? Um, and so talking it out that way in each other's presence in the face of in, in in the presence of God is really important and just really having that conversation and really day. sharing that prayer life together and discerning things for our marriage our family life our business our ministry together makes us more of what we were created to be in the sacrament of marriage it makes us more one being one with your spouse isn't just the vows you took or the intimate time you spend together it's sharing all of that stuff of life bringing it to the lord letting the holy spirit work through each one of you and deciding together so it's really a very sacred thing to do now as you're doing that uh, there 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 are three things that you're wanting to lean into both you and your wife in discerning this meaningfulness intimacy and virtue meaningfulness refers to how can you use your gifts and talents to make a positive difference in the particular situation you're praying about Intimacy means how can you use that situation to grow closer as a couple, as a family, to to let the people in your life in in a more meaningful way so you're not just being a human doing, but you're being a human being. And then finally, virtue. How can you use this opportunity as a, to, sorry, this challenge as an opportunity to grow in God's grace in some way? And th- that can be the, that focuses your conversation with God and with your wife because the answers um, that that are most meaningful, intimate, and virtuous are the ones that God is leaning you toward or push, nudging you toward, right? Because that those are the those are the three virtues or qualities on which an abundant life rests: meaningfulness, intimacy, and virtue. Because meaningfulness has to do with the 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 way we bring ourselves to the thing. It's what Saint John Paul called self-donation. How do we use our gifts and talents and abilities to make a positive difference in the lives of those around us or the situation itself? Intimacy. We were created for communion, and so the more we try to use the situations we're going through to draw us closer to the people in our lives, the more we're preparing for that heavenly communion. And virtue, the whole Christian life is about pursuing greater strength and growth in, in, in those virtues that help us be everything God created us to be. So start with that praying together and then lean more into meaningfulness, intimacy, and virtue. Our book, uh, The Life God Wants You to Have, Discovering the Divine Plan When Human Plans Fail, is all about discernment the way I'm talking about here. We also have a book on couple prayer called um, praying for and with your spouse, the way to deeper love, which was going to spell out in steps the kinds of things we're talking about here. I'd also like to turn you on to Catholic Home Households on Mission. It's an app 
that you can download. It's the first month is absolutely free, and it's a community of families just like you who are just really trying to figure out what is God calling us to be as a family? How is he calling us to live together? How is he calling us to, to build a more loving, connected, and caring Catholic family? So you can check that out. It's Catholic HOM. You can learn more at CatholicHOM.com or download the Catholic HOM app. But those three resources, once again, The Life God Wants You to Have, which is all about discernment, uh, praying for and with your spouse, is, which is all about um, discerning with your spouse things and putting God at the center of the relationship. And then finally, Catholic HOM, the app, uh, which you can learn more about at CatholicHOM.com, which is all about just giving you daily support and being that Catholic family that God's calling you to be and finding that balance you're talking about. Max, thanks so much for the call. We've got to let you go with that. But if there's anything more we can do to support you, don't hesitate to reach out to us here on the program or through CatholicCounselors.com. Okay, we got to go to break. When we come back, more with your calls about dealing with stress. How do you cultivate that receptive spirit? Let's talk it out. 877-573-7825. Underwritten in part by the following nonprofit. Do you feel as though life is flying past you? Are you desperate for a way to find moments of peace and quiet? Lord, teach me to pray. The free Ignatian prayer series will open your heart to His voice, to the peace you are seeking, and the only love that fulfills the human heart, Jesus. God is calling you to true joy, knowing Jesus personally. Lord Teach Me to Pray is free. Go to lordteachmetopray.com, click on the red box, order the Lord Teach Me to Pray series now. Go to lordteachmetopray.com. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. The wisdom of Mother Angelica. I said to the churches one day, what do you think you're going to look like in heaven? Oh, some of them had absolutely magnificent ideas. I didn't think of one of them. So I got desperate because then my turn came. I didn't know what to say. And so in desperation, I said, what do you think I'll wear in heaven? And they all said with one voice, armor. (laughs) EWTN. Live truth. Live Catholic. CMF Curo is a Catholic health care ministry providing families nationwide with a better solution centered around whole health, spirit, mind, and body. Our members share their medical burdens within a faith-filled community. At CMF Curo, our members have access to a spiritual director, concierge services, and other health and spiritual resources. Find out if CMF Curo is a better solution for your family. Visit MyCatholicHealthCare.com. That's MyCatholicHealthCare.com. Welcome back to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today on More to Life, we're helping you find peace under pressure. If you're feeling stressed, we want to help you reclaim that peace and find the solutions you're seeking. 877-573-7825. Joining us right now, Jacob Flores Popchak. He is a pastoral counselor with CatholicCounselors.com an artist, illustrator, and expert on the theology of the body. He is also the co-host with Father Gabriel Toretta of the podcast Created Things. Jacob, welcome to More to Life. Hey, thanks for having me. So, you know, we're talking about stress, and when you're dealing with those kinds of things that that stress out your clients, what what do you suggest to them for developing this receptive mindset we're talking about? So, 
what I'm going to suggest here is going to seem incredibly counterintuitive, but we want to make friends with the stress and forgive it for being there. That's the first step we want to take. And that's a wild claim for most people because what they want to do is they want to get rid of their stress so that they can kind of attack the problem more effectively and feel better, or in many cases, so that they can ignore the problem completely because it's stressing them out. And if they could only get rid of the stress, then they wouldn't have to face the problem, right? Pope Francis puts it really well. He, he said this in one of, his, uh, one of his addresses, I think, back in 2017 or so. And, and he, he, he was talking about how we have to have the courage to dream and the courage to hope and, and the courage to, you know, as, as Scripture says, remember that God does not deceive and that God does not disappoint. Um, but he says that this hopeful attitude will, will most importantly protect us from a temptation that can make our consecrated life barren, the temptation of survival. The temptation of survival makes us forget grace. And I really like that because it puts the stress that we're dealing with in the proper context, as you guys discuss so often, right? That kind of stress I have in response to a particularly difficult situation is really that survival part of my brain coming online and saying, this isn't just an icky problem. This is actually a survival situation, and we're going to treat it as such. We're going to treat it as such with fight, or we're going to attack it like crazy, or we're going to uh, treat it as such with flight, or we're going to try to avoid it and run away from it at all costs and, and just shut down, or, you know, we're going to treat it as such like, you know, with freeze, where I'm just, you know, I, I can't handle it at all. I'm getting overwhelmed, but I'm getting overloaded, and I'm blacking out, Right. And, and that's exactly, of course, why, to come back around my initial point, why we want so badly to get rid of that stress, because on some level, we know that that survival response is not actually appropriate in that moment and is not actually helpful. But the problem is most of us get angry at ourselves or get stressed out secondarily by the presence of that stress. We go, oh, my gosh, why do I have to get so stressed out about this? And, you know, that's just adding gasoline to the fire, right? That's just making us worse. I think by understanding that what my brain is doing isn't just stressing me out for no reason, it's, it's trying to help me. This little survivalist part of my brain is trying to help me. It can hopefully put me in a posture towards my own feelings where I say, look, this stress is unhelpful, this kind of survivalist fight or flight or freeze response is unhelpful. But I understand that that part of me is my buddy and it is trying to help me. And so instead of yelling at myself and saying, why can't you just calm down? Why can't you just handle this problem? Why can't you just be less stressed? I can instead speak a little bit more lovingly to that part of myself saying, hey, I appreciate that you're trying to help me, buddy. I really do. But what we need to be doing right now is not actually, you know, freezing or, or fighting somebody or running away. What I need to be doing right now is looking to the people and the virtues and the love that is around me to solve this problem in a calmer and, and more effective way. Really interesting perspective, Jacob. I want to thank you so much for those suggestions. And, of course, if folks would like to unpack that more with you, I invite them to learn more about your work at CatholicCounselors.com. And we'll be back with your calls, listeners, coming up at 877 877- Five seven three seven eight two five. Back in just a minute with your questions about managing stress. What is the life of our heart? 
The Catholic Catechism answers prayer is the life of the new heart. It ought to be the source of our animation at every moment, but we tend to forget the one who is our all. The fathers of the spiritual life in the Deuteronomic and prophetic tradition say that prayer is a remembrance of God often awakened by the memory of the heart. We are to remember God more often, says the Catechism, than we draw breath. We cannot, however, pray at all times if we have not learned to pray at specific times. The tradition of the Church proposes morning and evening prayer, grace before and after meals, the liturgy of the hours, Sundays centered on the Eucharist, the cycle of the liturgical year with its great feasts as the basic rhythms of the Christian's life of prayer. There are three major expressions of prayer, vocal, meditative, and contemplative. This is Peggy Stanton, and this has been the Order of Malta's Minute with the Catechism. Catholic Connection with Teresa Tomio. There was a big story about this Catholic college saying, oh, we are going to open our doors to anyone who identifies as a woman. So a male student coming in, but if he calls himself a woman, that's fine. This is all about diversity and equality. This is a Catholic women's college. And so, thanks be to God, there was a lot of pushback. And guess what? The school rescinded. How important it is not to give up and to remember that we can and should respectfully, always with love, express our concerns. It doesn't matter. The victory is up to God. But sometimes we do see that success in the victories, as is the case with St. Mary's College, who says now it needs to go back to its roots and get a deeper understanding of what it means to be a Catholic college for women. Catholic Connections, Teresa Tomio. Weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern, on EWTN Radio. Hi there, I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. No matter how old our kids are, they'll always want our love. They'll always crave our approval, a word of encouragement, any sign that lets them know that we think they're showing some strength, doing something right, or at least trying to pursue something worthwhile. No matter how damaged a relationship, every adult child wants to know that their parents are proud of them for something. We need to remember this. It's critical that parents of adult kids look for the good intentions behind the things our adult kids are doing and try to express our pride in the efforts they're making to pursue those good things. That can be hard to do, especially if we disapprove of the way they're pursuing those intentions, but learning how to do this is the first step in being mentors to our adult children. To learn more, check out our book, Having Meaningful, Sometimes Difficult Conversations with Your Adult Sons and Daughters, or visit catholiccounselors.com. Welcome back to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today on More to Life, finding peace under pressure. We're helping you deal with those stressful people and situations in graceful ways. If you're feeling stressed out, give us a call. The number is 877-573-7825. We're going to help you find those grace-filled, effective solutions to those stressful people and problems that you have to deal with today and every day 
800-242-7825. Before we take our next caller, we want to give congratulations to a longtime member of the EWTN radio family, Siouxland Catholic Radio 88.1 FM, serving Sioux City and Storm Lake, Iowa, is celebrating 16 years with us this week. Salute! Congratulations <laughs> to Anne, Lisa, and their great team at Siouxland Catholic Radio. From all of us here at EWTN and folks, wherever you are tuning in to your local EWTN Catholic Radio station, make sure to support that station with your prayers, certainly, but with your dollars as well. Let's keep Catholic Radio and EWTN Radio in particular going strong for generations to come so we can keep supporting you and living a more abundant and effective life. Amen. And thanks again to all the folks at Siouxland Catholic Radio for all the work you're doing out there. With that, let's go to our next caller. Lisa, who's up? We're talking with Anne, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Orlando, Florida. Anne, welcome to More to Life. How can we help you out today? Thank you for taking my call. Uh, my my question is, uh, what do I do next? I have been married for 38 years. Um, I live every day to honor God. I, I talk to him all day long. I have a very strong faith and prayer life. Uh, my husband is a narcissist, and he is a Jekyll Hyde personality. And so one week he'll be very nice, and then the next week uh, he won't. We'll there'll be he won't talk to me. There'll be complete silence in the home, and it, it's. Well, it's wearing on me, but also I I feel physically that it's not healthy, that I'm very anxious because I'm not really sure what's going to happen next. I I kind of live in fear, and I'm at the point where I've I've been trying to um, uh, uh, you know, take care of myself, and now that my children are out of the home, they're all grown, um, but... I, I want to be a good role model to them, but I don't want to be a doormat. What do I do right. next? So, Anne, what, what kind of help? What, what kind of help have you tried to get, either for yourself, for the relationship? I and mean, what, what have you done so far? I can I can't answer so, what to do next unless I know what you've tried. To. Okay. Well, I have tried. I've tried counseling. I realize that I'm an enabler or a codependent, um, mm-hmm. which is. It, it gets confusing when you're trying to live a life of faith and be humble and selfless, mm-hmm. because then it's so easy for that other person to take advantage of that. To, yeah. Okay. So, so the question then, I think that you're you're trying to ask is, what does it mean for you to be faithful on the one hand and and humble and, and generous and all those things, but you know, not be an enabler. And um, so I think as a next step, I'm, I'm going to suggest to you, um, possible, well, I'll give you a resource in a second. Let me, let me tell you where you want to go with this, okay? So the theology of the body actually has a lot to say about this, because in, in the book St. John Paul wrote before he developed the theology of the body, it's called Love and Responsibility. And in that book, he talks a lot about the importance of, yes, being loving in all the things that we do, and being humble and generous, all the things you were saying, Anne but making sure that we're doing it in a responsible way. And what does that mean? Well, it means that love means working for the good of another person, right? And, and all the other virtues, humility and generosity and all that, are all, should all be ordered to working toward the ultimate good of the other person. 
in your case, what that means is setting boundaries with your husband because allowing him to continue to treat him, treat you this way is not just bad for you, it's bad for him. When your husband dies, he's going to be called to account before God and, and, and God's going to say to him, why did you treat Anne that way all those years? Right? And, and so he put you in his life to challenge him to, to be a better man. Now, you can't control him. You can't necessarily change him, but you can do a better job of inviting him to change by learning how to set those boundaries that stop him from taking advantage or being that Jekyll and Hyde narcissist. And what's going to happen? One of two things. As you're learning how to set those boundaries more effectively, God is going to be pouring his grace through you because you're fulfilling that prophetic mission of baptism. You're setting boundaries, you're challenging him lovingly, you're, you're holding that line, you're reminding him of the man he's called to be, and you're being the woman you're called to be, and God's grace is flowing through you. What's going to happen, either your husband's going to be dragged kicking and screaming to a better relationship and to be a better man, or he's going to run screaming from the grace that's there, and you're going to have your answer. But either way, you will have been doing God's will and standing up for what is right and what is good and what is godly and virtuous in your marriage. And that's the difference. We don't, we're not just humble for the sake of allowing people to dump on us. We're humble so that we can learn from others, so that we can um, really identify the best way to respond to a particular situation that we're in. And there's a, there's, there's a common misunderstanding in, in Christianity and general Catholicism in particular that we're just called to be indiscriminately generous or indiscriminately humble or indiscriminately uh, self-sacrificing. And, and we're called to be all of those things, but not indiscriminately. We're called to be all of those things as a way of working for the ultimate good of the other person, which a lot of times means admonishing the sinner, right? That's, that's a spiritual work of mercy, just as bearing wrongs patiently and forgiving willingly are. So, and what I'd encourage you to do is learn more about that. Um, and we actually talk about this in, in, in two of my books. One is God Help Me, The Stress is Driving Me Crazy, where I talk about the, the difference between being a, a priest, prophet, and royal versus a, a slave, a victim, and um, a, a persecutor. And also my book, um, God Help Me, These People Are Driving Me Nuts, which is all about setting healthy boundaries in a, in a charitable, godly way. But ultimately, I think that working with one of our team from our pastoral counseling practice can really help you integrate some of the things you learned from previous counseling, but bring your faith into it so that you can understand how to apply those principles in a faithful way. Uh, because when you're just learning to set boundaries, you can feel like you're being mean or like you're being called to not be generous or not be faithful or not be loving or not be all those things that we're called to be as Christians. We can show you how to do that in a way that honors uh, your Christian identity as well. So if you'd like to learn more about that, I encourage you to reach out to us at catholiccounselors.com. But in the meantime, those two books that I mentioned, God Help Me, This Stress is Driving Me Crazy, and God Help Me, These People Are Driving Me Nuts, they're both available at Catholic Counselors as well, and they'll develop the themes that I've started here with you. Uh, the next, you, you asked our screener if, if it's time to get a divorce, and I, I can't possibly speak to that, but I think the next step is learning how to set these boundaries more effectively, because as I said, once you do, then you're really engaging that prophetic mission of your baptism, being the woman God is calling you to be and inviting your husband to be the man God wants him to be. And whatever happens to the relationship as a result of that will be God's will, and you will be in God's will because you're doing his work and cooperating with the grace of the sacrament to challenge both of you to become the man and woman that God created you to be. And thank you so much for the call. If there's more we can do to support you, don't hesitate to reach out to us at catholiccounselors.com to learn more about the services we provide and help you find faithful answers to those tough questions. We're taking your calls, 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. As we head out to our break, 
It's time for our scripture of the day, which comes to us from Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 and 30. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. It's a really inspiring scripture, but there's some wisdom in here that we often miss. And that goes to the, the my yoke is easy and my burden light passage. When we pray about a problem, our first prayer is always, God, take this away. And that's perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But we forget that a lot of times God wants us to do the work of handling that problem. He just wants us to learn how to do it differently. And that's where we take on his yoke. Because, you know, our yoke is heavy and it's poorly formed and it leads to us feeling crushing weight on our shoulders. But God's yoke allows us to do the same work, but in a much more peaceful way, in a much more effective way. It's fine to pray that God would take the yoke away altogether. But when he doesn't, we need to ask him, Lord, teach me how to respond to this challenge in a way that glorifies you, helps me be my best self, and enables me to work for the ultimate good of everybody involved. Because that's how we discover his yoke and approach the problem in a different way that allows us to be peaceful, graceful, and effective. Wondering how that applies to you? Give us a call. Let's work it out together. 877-573-7825. More to Life will continue with your calls about... Finding peace under pressure after this break. Stick around. Do you own popular index mutual funds or ETFs? If so, you're automatically owned shares of companies that conflict with your moral beliefs. Ave Maria mutual funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors can invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual funds. The experienced professional portfolio managers make decisions based on investment fundamentals and pro-life values. You can learn more about Ave Maria Mutual Funds today at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. The church has a very high view of conscience. It's, I think it was St. John Henry Newman who called conscience the aboriginal vicar of Christ. Catechism reads this way on conscience. The interior voice of a human being within whose heart the inner law of God is inscribed. Moral conscience is a judgment of practical reason about the moral quality of a human action. It moves a person at the appropriate moment to do good and to avoid evil. It offers some suggestions, uh, the Ten Commandments, the moral teachings of Jesus in the Gospels, the moral teachings of St. Paul. All these things are used as a measure of how well we're doing. It is then up to the Catholic to take a look at the teaching of the Church and to see if, in fact, they are in proper communion. The idea that you can dispense with the objective moral teachings of the Church in favor of personalized conscience is lawless and anarchic. Cresta in the Afternoon with Al Cresta for Eastern on EWTN Radio. Underwritten in part by the following nonprofit. Do you have an insurance plan that pays for everything, even things you don't believe in? There are options. You can join Solidarity HealthShare, a faith-based health-sharing community. Plus, Solidarity HealthShare can save you money with prices starting as low as $384 a month for families. Call to see how much you can save. 844-398-9399. That's 844-398-9399. Want more tips for living a more joyful, abundant life through the gift of the theology of the body? Well, and follow us on Facebook at More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa. 
and on Twitter and Instagram at Catholic Counselors. We'll see you there. Welcome back to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. Are you feeling pressured? Feeling stressed out? Is there somebody or something or a set of circumstances that is just making you feel stressed and like you really can't be effective in solving your problems or coming to conclusions with those people? Well, we're here to help you today on More to Life. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. Before we take our next call, there are lots of great programs on EWTN Radio, one of them being Women of Grace with Johnette Williams. Airs every day Monday through Friday mornings at 11 Eastern and encores Tuesday and Saturday mornings at 3 Eastern on EWTN Radio. Jonette shows you how to embrace the Catholic life with joy and if and with peace, and you should tune in. Check it out. Women of Grace with Jonette Williams. Great lady, great friend and supporter of ours for years and years, and we're very, very grateful to be sharing the airspace with Jonette. And you're always going to learn something new and interesting on Amen. Women of Grace. With that, let's take our next caller. Lisa, who's up? We're talking with Rebecca, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Texas on Guadalupe Radio. Hi, Rebecca. Welcome to More to Life. What's going on? Yes, good morning. Morning, Lisa and Doctor. Um, yeah, I have a, a question. Um, I'm a science major, so I graduated a long time ago, and um, I was fortunate to get that degree because it was so hard, and then fulfill it by um, being in my field for, I'm guessing, about nine years. Mm-hmm. Well, I always had a stressful life because of my childhood upbringing, so it kind of followed me everywhere I went to the point where I eventually quit. I almost had a heart attack, and uh, mm-hmm. because of my health, I just came home. And But once I came home, I found myself in depression because I had just driven so hard for that, you know. Sure. Since I was a kid, I wanted to have a, a degree, so... And when you and sorry, when you when you said came home, do you do you mean to to your to your family of origins home, or, or are you married and with with children, or what does coming home mean? What yes. did you come home to? Yes, I'm married thanks um, to my wonderful husband, and I have two children, and okay. um, so everything is always you know. I mean, we do very good together. Um, we had always been going to church, but it was like you go to church, but you're really not listening. You know, you're just kind of there, and I was, uh, but what what happened, uh, because my mom was a devout Catholic, but it's like if maybe they didn't know how to be a Catholic, I'm guessing. Okay. Um, well, Rebecca, so how, what can we help you with now? Because we're kind of going all over the place here. So so where, what is it yeah, that you called in specifically for? No, 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 it's fine. Mine we're just was, in the interest of time. Thank you. Mine was... Um, the only thing that was was the last step of this degree was to get to pass my my last exam to get a license. Okay. And so I obstacles got in the way. I think I attempted four times, and every time I would try to take the exam, I got a call one time that my sister had cancer. So I mean, it was just like little things. And by the time I'd get to sit to into the exam, I would freeze, and I was like. I, like, I didn't know what I had studied. And so then I just let it go. And uh, I, I I went in a life and directed towards towards our church. And I started helping out the priest. And my life seemed, it 
it's been a lot better now because that's about all that I do and take care of my grandchildren and have like a um, a home mom life, you know, cooking and so forth. Very happy. Yeah. But uh, then my husband uh, brought it up. He says, well, why don't you try to pass that test again? Maybe you can be an online dietitian. You know, that's what I had always wanted to do. I said, okay, mm. I'll do it. So um, I went back to my to my book, and I noticed that every time I tried to open it, I would just get like uh, either terrified or nervous. And I was like, I need to figure to figure this out because I I love God so much. He's everything to me and my family. Um, we put him first. We put our mother first. Can I ask um, you a question? I, I appreciate that, Rebecca. Yeah. Can I ask you a question? Are you and your husband praying about this at all? Like, I mean, do you, do you feel called by God to do this, or was this just, uh, think, yeah, this sounds like an okay I thing to do? We, I think we have. I think we have prayed about it, but um, maybe think? not so much. <laughs> I'm, I'm confused. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm confused by that. Yeah, yeah. So, so so when you when somebody says, well, I, I think I have, what that means to me is that maybe not. You know? Or at least with, <laughs> with not like an intent and diligence about it, right? right. So so that's going to be your next step, okay? And, and, and I'm not just praying about whether to do it or not. Um, I want you to pray about how to do it and how to manage the fear, too. You know, and really be honest with God. You know, Lord, I, there's this, this, this thing on my heart. You know that I, I went to school for, and I'd kind of like to do something with it. I think um, I've had a lot of fear in the past, things that have gotten in my way, and I don't know how to deal with all that. First of all, help me know if this is your will to do it, and and secondly, help me know how to approach it in a way that allows me to feel confident and to feel graceful and to feel um, strong. You know, like I haven't before. Help me to take this apart in small pieces and and deal with it step by step. Because I think, you know, and the reason I'm asking you to pray about it this way, and and I want you to really listen specifically to the words I use. In fact, download the podcast later uh, and and listen to it again, because I I really want you to to hear that. It's not just about, oh, God, what what do you want me to do, Lord? Tell me what you want me to do. It's really teach me how to take every step in this process of, of learning this, you know, of discovering this. Um, help me break this down into small enough pieces that I can handle if you want me to do it. Help me know how to deal with the fear or the other objections or concerns that come up so that I you know, don't just run away at the first sign of trouble or don't freeze up whenever I you know, start to study. You know, help me do this in, in small bits. You know, and, and as, as an aside to all that, you know, try to break this down into small pieces. You know, when you open up the book, I, I think, you know, if I stepped into you know, your situation for a second, what would come back to me after all these years is, oh, my gosh, this is an awful lot of stuff to learn. This is an awful lot of stuff to reconnect with. And uh, I don't even know if I want to do it. And I don't even know if I can do it and all the other things. And it just, come, it just floods back. Right. And, in, and, and then you just shut the book and walk away. What I'd suggest to you there is just to take a deep breath and, and really pray, Lord, just help me look at this first page. You know, just just help me look at this page and and to read it and to take it into my heart and you know show me what to do with it you know i don't know whether you want me to take this test or if i can do it or not but i feel like i felt like you asked me to read this page today so i'm going to read this page and i'm going to give it to you and show me what to do with it next right and so you're just taking the smallest possible piece of this puzzle and you're and you're just you're bringing it to god and you're discerning it right there and you're asking him to to not just tell you whether to do it or not but how to do it in a way that will glorify him, that will help you be your best self, and will help you, you know, really make a difference in the lives of other people, too. So and the thing about this is, Rebecca, I don't know whether God wants you to be a dietitian or not. I, I have no idea, and, I, and, neither, and neither do you. But I can tell you 
that by doing this process and discerning it one way or the other, you're going to become a more confident person who can face whatever challenge comes your way, right? Because this same process I'm suggesting to you for praying through and breaking down this big problem of discerning this step in your life, you're going to find a billion other problems that you can apply that same process to. You know, a billion other things where you feel like, oh my gosh, this is coming at me like a truck, and what do I do about it? And then you're going to learn how to break it down and to bring it to God and to take a deep breath and just take it one step at a time until you figure it out. And that's going to help you be a more effective and confident person. I think the depression that you mentioned in passing, we didn't have time to delve into that, but a lot of times depression comes from feeling like I don't know how to handle these things. And then I get mad at myself, right, for not knowing how to handle the problems in my life. And the more you learn to do this process, the more you're going to develop that confidence that you can handle whatever life throws at you. You are a strong and confident woman of God who can do the thing, whatever the thing is. And so whether you end up going all the way through this or, or, and becoming a dietitian, or you discern that God wants you to do something else, doing this process I'm describing is going to help you develop the stick-to-itiveness that enables you to say, I can do anything that God asks me to do which is going to feel wonderful. So I just really encourage you to approach this in that spirit, not knowing what it's going to lead to, not knowing what the next step is, but but at least identifying the small, tiny step you can take today and praying through that, doing that thing, and then bringing that information back to God so that whether you end up coming back to your career after all these years or you decide to do something else, you will feel like a more confident and strong Woman of Grace, since we were just talking about John Eth's show. <laughs> Thanks so much for the call, Rebecca. God bless you. And we've been talking with you about dealing with stressful situations. And the, the one thing that I want everybody to take away from this show is whatever the problem is, um, the problem isn't actually the problem. The stress is the problem. Right? <laughs> I mean, nobody wants to have problems, right? And, and, and problems are certainly problematic, right? That's, that's in the name. <laughs> but where problems actually become problematic is because of the stress that we face from those problems. And the stress comes not from the problem itself, but from, the problem, from allowing the problem to separate us from God's grace, from the love and support of the people around us, and from our best selves. The more I feel alienated from God, from my from the people around me and from my best self in the face of a problem the more stressed I am about it and so beating the stress in that problem does not mean getting over the problem or fixing the problem or solving the problem it first means let me step back take a deep breath reconnect with God try to remember what my best self even looks like in this situation reach out to the people who can love and support me through this and then make a plan And the more I can do that, the less stressed I'll be about the problem. I'm not going to be blissed out about the problem. I'm not going to be all happy that I have the problem. I'm not going to say, oh, God, thanks for the problem. Send me another one, please. And and I want to be very clear here. (laughs) Embracing your cross doesn't mean being like, oh, I'm so excited to have this cross in my life. Not at all. No, it means being open to everything that you're saying, Greg, and open to the idea that one day God will give me the hindsight to see why it was there, how I grew by handling it, and all the steps that Greg is saying here, so that I can say, all right, Lord, you were doing something in my life that I'm grateful for. Didn't like going through it, but you really did do something. That's how we embrace the cross. And, and so, you know, when we're facing a problem, whether it's a, no matter what it is, really, um, 
don't get so fixated on fixing or solving the problem as the solution to your stress. Because there's always going to be another problem. And there's always going to be more stress. The key to solving the problem and and reducing the stress is focusing on reconnecting with God, with your best self, and the love and support of others so that you can make a plan to handle the problem. And when you do that, that's where the anxiety decreases. That's where the stress goes away. And that's where we're able to just manage what we have to manage in an effective and graceful way. If you're looking for more support in making that happen in your life and relationships, reach out to us at CatholicCounselors.com to learn more about the Pastoral Solutions Institute's pastoral telecounseling practice, where you can work with a faithful, professional Catholic counselor to help you transform your marriage, family, and personal life in the light of God's grace. Check it out, CatholicCounselors.com. Thanks for tuning in today, and don't forget, folks, get out there and celebrate the life that God has for you, because you know what? With His grace... There really is so much more to life. Have a blessed day. You've been listening to More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa Popchek. More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and is carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Dan McGraw. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net.